Welcome to the Visceral Voice Podcast. I'm your host, Christine Schneider. And I'm your co-host, Kimberly Doreen Burns. Through this podcast, we aim to bring you the most current, up-to-date research on voice science, function, pain science, movement, and everything in between. We also aim to bring you information and perspective from all angles of the theater industry. I am on a quest to learn everything I can about the living, breathing body and its intricate connection to the voice. This podcast documents the continuation of my learning and my experience as a professional singer, a nutritional consultant, a movement practitioner, and a manual therapist. And my learning as a professional performer, voice, acting, and musical theater educator. Join us as we strive to provide current, knowledgeable, creative, and compassionate information to help you restore, regain, and create happiness and success on your vocal journey. Hey everyone, this episode is a treat of an episode. We found the gem among gems, I think. Neither Kimberly or I knew Sandy before this interview. We we did know that we wanted to include a hypnotherapist for this series, and we just kind of randomly stumbled upon her and it was just amazing and I had a lot of wow moments and aha moments and was super calm and it was just amazing so in this interview we are talking with Sandy Ames who is an executive mindset and communications consultant and a certified hypnotherapist from the only fully accredited hypnotherapy school in the United States the hypnosis motivation institute Additionally, she is a graduate of the Florida State University with degrees and honors in both psychology and communications. She is a broadcaster. She does a lot of voiceover work, television shows, and radio shows. You can hear her on iHeartRadio's WLTW 106.7 Light FM as the voice of Jamie Lee. So I didn't know any of that about her either. So to hear about her broadcasting career and that she still does that and to have her on as the hypnotherapist was just so awesome. So I hope that you enjoy Kimberly and my conversation with Sandy Ames as the hypnotherapist on our mental health series. Hi, Sandy. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Nice to meet you too. Yeah, it's so nice to meet you as well. I'm really excited to have you here. I have heard a lot about hypnosis and the benefits of it, especially for performing artists. I have always wanted to try it. And we were very excited when we found you and found your name and you said that you would be willing to come on and talk with us. So thank you so much for being here. If you don't mind just kind of starting telling us about your Self and how you got into psychotherapy and how you got into hypnosis and all the things and all that you do. That would be awesome. Uh, I have a 30 year background in broadcast, actually. So I started in radio and TV. Uh, and that's not true. It's actually a, a 40 plus year in broadcast if you count the fact that I started as one of the Sesame Street kids. So I've been doing this for a really long time as far as the performance aspect of things goes, right? So I am one of the people you've probably seen running around town in New York city, doing all the voiceover auditions and you know, all of it. 
the stuff that really, you know, people would have heard of, I was on 95.5 PLJ radio for 15 years on it and the voice of it. You know what I mean by the voice of the imaging voice? You have a DJ who, who talks, who usually sounds stupid, right? Most of them. <laughs> hey, welcome. <laughs> and then you have some normal DJs who just actually talk. And then you have the imaging voice of the station, which used to typically be men, but they, of course, have added women in, especially in the last few years. So I was also the imaging voice for PLJ. So literally, I would, I would have my show, and you'd hear my imaging voice being like, um, you know, PLJ, new music now. <laughs> and then I'd come on and be like, all right, so here's the latest from Maroon 5. <laughs> right? So, um, so I, I did that kind of work for lots of TV networks, like that imaging voice type stuff. I also did thousands and thousands of voiceovers, everything from Clairol to Febreze to, you know, I don't even know, the voice of the Montel Williams show and, and on and on, Oxygen. So I did that for a long time. I still do. I still am on the radio on 106.7 Light FM. My name on the radio is Jamie Lee. Um, I'm currently doing imaging for WOR. I just did a ton of stuff for iHeartRadio Broadway International uh, Women's Day. So it's on my Instagram. I, I put a little 60-second compilation of some voiceovers for International Women's Day, which is really great. So I do all that stuff. I hosted a TV show, a travel TV show on TV Land called The 100 Best Places You've Never Been. And I did it before I was pregnant. I did it while I was pregnant. I did it after I was pregnant. They gave me stunt doubles while I was pregnant because we would go all around and I would climb mountains and I would swim with dolphins and I would, right? So I had stunt doubles while I was pregnant. So it's been a really fun life. So where does hypnotherapy come in? Through much of that time, I was a, a yoga teacher. All of the yogas. I started with Kundalini yoga. I taught kids yoga at the JCC on the Upper West Side. I, um, I'm an acro yoga teacher, vinyasa. I've taught meditation at universities. So all of that has always been a part of my world because I already know that that matters to you guys and anybody who has any sort of success in whatever field they're in has found their own way of inner calm, listening to their inner voice, right? So it's all the same stuff, and it perfectly makes sense that people who are performers would be drawn to the wellness world if just for themselves, right? We all want to look like Marky Mark when we're performing too, so, you know, it makes sense that we'd want to be well inside and out. So along the way, hypnotherapy was just something that was like sort of a dream. And then randomly I moved out to LA. Now we're going back like a decade ago. And I decided now is the time I'm going to become a hypnotherapist. And I researched it and I didn't know this. I literally was just sitting in LA on my computer and it turns out there's only one accredited school in the entire United States for hypnotherapy. And by credit, I mean a, a .edu. So you can study hypnotherapy anywhere, like you can kind of study yoga with anyone, right? But there are the few who are recognized. So there's only one accredited school for hypnotherapy in the United States, happens to be in LA. So I went, became a hypnotherapist. And because I was in LA and in, in the business, it's my, my practice started with people in the industry. When I moved to New York, I kept those clients and then it just built from there and just word of mouth. And I had no idea. 
that I would actually be doing hypnotherapy full time. So I still like a little bit of TV here and there, some voiceovers, of course, um, and radio just sometimes now on light FM. I fill in when they need somebody. Uh, but other than that, this has become full time. It is my love it is my passion because when we're performing, there's always somebody who says you have to make sure the person buying the ticket is not going to be offended in any way. <laughs> but in wellness, we can only survive as healers, you know, healer here, heal thyself. And if, if you've studied body work, you already know that the, if you're working with light energy or whatever science word you want to put on it, it's always the healer, the practitioner receiving the energy through the person they're working on. So it's, we're all benefiting from it. So the only way we can really be successful as healers is when we leave and we feel energized instead of tired, then we know we did something right. So here I am, full-time hypnotherapist, getting to be in that energy without somebody telling me, someone from Staten Island might not like what you said. <laughs> so don't, you know, if somebody doesn't like me, they don't have to come if somebody doesn't like me, they don't have to come back. And so I get to heal myself while doing this work and not, and not be censored in any way. Amazing. Amazing. Sandy, it's so wonderful to be connected with you today. Um, I have a very personal experience with hypnosis, um, and, and the business. I went through a really bad time period, uh, with stage fright for about six years. Um, and I went to go see a hypnotherapist, um, in San Diego actually to sort of help me through this and help with that visualization and, you know, training my mind to think differently. Um, and I had a, a lot of success with it and help helping me think differently about that particular fear. I, I just love what you said that it makes sense for people in our business to care about our body, our mind, and our health, that we all want to look like Marky Mark, because it is kind of true. Like if we don't take care of all of this mind, body, soul, we're not going to work and we're not going to be able to work. So can you tell us just why you think um, hypnosis is so relatable to this sort of industry and maybe share with us some examples of how it's helped performers? Fight or flight is when we freak out. Okay. So I know that there are a thousand parts of the brain. You know, there are a thousand parts of the brain. We're going to talk about two, the front and the back. The front is the smart part of your brain. It makes up 12% of your mind power. Okay. You can look this up. It's logic, language, reasoning. And when you study for a test, it gets filed in the front part of your brain. Okay. The reptilian brain, the back, we'll just call it the back part of your brain makes up 88%. And that's the part that runs you. Now, you already know that the 12% part of your mind power is logical. The 88% then would be what? Illogical. The part that's running you is Ill illogical. So if the 12% front smart part of your brain is rational, the 88% part that runs you is what? Irrational. It is irrational. The irrational part of you is running you. It has your beliefs. So a person can come in and say, I want to quit smoking. And 12%, the front smart part of their mind, that does math is on board and they're telling the truth. Is it logical that I want to quit smoking? Yeah. Do I know all the reasons I want to quit smoking? Uh-huh. And on and on. Willpower and desire are also in that area. So willpower says, I'm going to quit smoking. And the irrational part, the monster that runs you says, okay. And then the 12% says, uh-oh, shiny thing. And it gets gobbled up by what your beliefs are because inside that belief system, 88%, 
Now, when I said belief systems and you, you see the letters for what that stands for, I'm just going to write it out in the air for you. Belief system is a B and then a period and then an S. What did I say? BS. That's right. So that part that runs you has a whole bunch of positive associations with smoking, right? I go to the bar and I'm uncomfortable talking to people, but it's a lot easier to talk to people outside when I'm smoking. Um, the other next plus for smoking is it gives me a break from my stressful job. And then we find 10 more great reasons. It gives me something to do with my nervous hands, et cetera. So we have 10 pluses in that part that runs your mind. And then the quit smoking, uh-oh, there's a big negative for that. So it boots out the idea. So how hypnosis works is this. There's a critical factor of the mind that puts a barrier. So your desires, if you don't believe them, they can't get in. In hypnosis, we basically drug the bouncer. And we go in and we shift the belief system. So that where there was a minus for quit smoking, now we put a plus. And that's, that's, it sounds as easy as that. I'm going to give you an example that happened yesterday with a client in my office about how that works. But I want to come back first, Kimberly, to your story. So you said, remember, you talked about using your voice. I felt like I was choking. I felt like I couldn't breathe. Correct. So here's what happens. When we freak out, now freak out, we're going to use a bunch of words. They're all the same for our conversation. So whether we use the word tension stress, trigger, fear, anxiety, that's all freak out, whatever word you want to pick. Okay. We freak out and there's a wall that goes up between the front part of the mind and the back. How can we put this into something tangible? I had a young woman come in and say, I, uh, I've been studying to be a doctor my whole life and I've always done well in school. I'm intelligent, decent person. And now, and I don't remember the number. Let's say the number is seven. You, you can fail the test six times, right? But after seven, then you can't take it again. Whatever, the, I don't remember seven or four, whatever it was. She says, so um, I failed the test now, the one that makes me become a doctor. I failed it six times. I get one more chance. Um, can you help me? And I said, no pressure. Come on in. <laughs> so, of course, I know I can help her because what happened is this. She studied for the test. She has the answers there. She gets it wrong because she freaks out and the wall goes up. Why does she freak out? Well, that's what we call self-sabotage. It could be one of a million reasons. Maybe she's afraid people will die on her clock. Maybe uh, her dad wanted her to be a doctor. She wanted to be a ballerina. Whatever the story is, becoming a doctor equals the same thing as, "Uh uh-oh, a tiger is chasing me, fight or flight. We freak out. The wall goes up and we don't have access to our logical thinking. So her answers were there and there was a wall and she literally couldn't reach the answers. She leaves 20 minutes later, the wall comes down. She says, my God, I knew that. What's going on? So she comes to me and says, can you teach me to study better? And I say, we don't, we need, we don't need to waste our time. You already know how. Can you teach me to memorize my answers better? I said, we don't need to waste your time. We're going to get this done right now. All we need to do, if we know that freak out makes the wall go up, what's the word for bringing the wall down? It's relaxation because a a truly confident person is relaxed, right? The tree that bends is the confident one because the tree that holds itself stiff breaks. So a relaxed tree is the confident tree. Truly confident is relaxed, which is why when you see Tim McGraw on stage, look at his hands. They're, They're hanging, they're dangling. He's so relaxed, but yet his chest is so high. It's the, he's my perfect example of the utmost confidence because he's calm right? So 
All we need to do is bring that wall down. She already knows the answer. So how does this come back to performers? They already studied their script. They already did all that. They did all the technique stuff. All my job is, is to bring that wall down. And if I just say to, if somebody sits down in my chair, say they, they come for weight loss and I say, all right, well, here's the thing. Stop eating sugar. That's a thousand dollars. Bye-bye. They'd be mad. <laughs> because they already know that. So how do we get to not eating sugar, right? So, so with the actor, they've already studied the script. They've already done the research on the character. They've already done it. They, what they want from me is to not tell them, okay, well then just relax. I would get, I would have bruises on my face if I said to people, relax, get out. So what I do is I hypnotically work with this person and we program that when old triggers that used to trigger freak out, now it triggers relax. They become more relaxed in what used to be scary moments. Now to bring a full circle, Kimberly, to your story, if you've ever studied fight or flight, and it's okay if you haven't, there's a third F. It's fight, flight. Freeze. Yeah. Now what does freeze mean? Let me give you the example. You're a caveman. You're sleeping in your cave and you have your spear next to you and a big animal comes. He's going to eat you. What is your first instinct? Pick up your spear and fight. All of our first instinct, like, like all humans live on water and air. I don't care what the rest of your personality, I don't care who you voted for. You still want water and you still want air and gravity sticks you to the planet. These things are true. Fight is our first instinct. This is true. Mother Teresa's first instinct was fight. You can fight me on that, but it was how she handled it was a different story. Okay. But our first instinct is fight. Now the spear Hits the animal, breaks to pieces, falls to the ground. What's your next instinct? Run. Run. So that's flight. So that's how it goes. Fight and then flight. Now you're running. A big animal is gaining on you. He's bigger and faster. What's your only possible option to survive? You already told me. What is it? Pretend like you're dead. Another word for freeze is choke up. This is, this is now we have just come full circle to explain what happened in your past that's no longer the case for you because Kimberly now like a person who has one session to quit smoking with me they look back at somebody who's smoking and they say my god I remember I used to have that repulsive habit and now I honestly I just don't care anymore you're able to look at old situations and even if oh like you remember the even if that wall starts to come up your hypnotist did such a great job at, at your subconscious mind beyond conscious awareness it just becomes who you are you don't even realize you're doing it Sure. You're human. Scary things happen. You do get nervous. I've been performing live for 30 years. Most of the time I'm not nervous. Sometimes things trigger me. But when I feel that wall coming up, it instantly triggers calm and the wall comes down. And of course there are hypnotic techniques for doing that, which is what my job is, but that's what I do. So all I do for people is I train them that when they see what used to be scary, now it triggers the calm. And that's enough to put them in control. True control is control over your emotions. Doesn't mean try to change your emotions. No, it shifts your actions and reactions to recognize what the emotions are. So true control, control over emotions, control over emotions, control over the situation, control over the situation, control your future. So I had somebody yesterday for quit smoking. It was her second session. They do one. And then a week later, they have a follow-up. And she said, the craziest thing happened. She said, I came to you to quit smoking. She said, most of my smoking was, and I always, everything's always confidential. You have no idea who I'm talking about. I would never give away personal information. She said, most of my smoking was between Zoom meetings from work, you know, to relieve the stress, to get some focus back. And she said, not only did I quit smoking this week and I had no urges, it was the weirdest thing. 
She said, but I also noticed that my anxiety level was down across the board in my life. I didn't even hate work this week. I said, I know, because if you remember, or you don't, but I never mentioned smoking when I hypnotized you. It's all about keeping your anxiety levels down because when your wall is down, you have access to better choices, logic. And so you kept choosing something that was healthier without even realizing you were doing it. So I didn't work on smoking. I worked on anxiety with you. Fontis lozenges provide moisturizing relief from dryness with a unique formula that stimulates saliva production to assist with dry mouth as well as the recovery of hoarse or strained vocal cords. Fontis offers a unique blend of green apple extract and glycerin to assist in saliva production and manuka honey, which contains antibacterial and anti-inflammatory properties to promote healing. Fontis were made with love by Caitlin Hopkins to help anyone who needs relief and is suffering from dry mouth. Please contact us at The Visceral Voice to purchase your bag of Fontis today at thevisceralvoice at gmail.com. Let's talk techniques. What are these hypnosis techniques that you talk about? Mostly what we do is the techniques I give you are linked hypnotically to the when I hypnotize you, right? But even if I were to never hypnotize you and you want some techniques, you don't need a hypnotist for that. You can get it from anyone. People walk out with, in one hand, a tool, and in the other hand, the thing that makes the tool on crack, <laughs> right? <laughs> but the tools themselves are still good. So I'll give you these, which you can get from someone who's not a hypnotherapist. Here's an easy, easy one. Close your eyes. Now, if somebody's listening to this and they're driving, you can do it with your eyes open. But uh, let me just say, don't do anything hypnotic without talking to your doctor first and don't be driving when you do it. Okay. So close your eyes. Just notice the difference between your inhales and exhales. And I'll be quiet for a sec. Now, my voice is coming back in, and I want you just to continue doing what you're doing. I will not be adding anything else to your job. It's just notice the difference between your inhales and exhales. But while you do that, we'll just point out that sometimes people immediately go to the sound of breathing in as compared to the sound of breathing out. Other people may have zoomed instantly to where the turnaround happens, the turnaround from an inhale turning into an exhale, and then the bottom, the exhale turning into an inhale. But if you were to look at a car that goes one direction, if it were to turn around the other direction, there has to be a stop point in between. So sometimes people like to focus in on the absolute stop point before the breath changes to the other direction. Other people like to smooth it so it looks like a round corner that it's turning. There's also a temperature involved. If you feel where the physical air is coming in through your nostrils up to the top of your nose between your eyes, it's cold. Yet, when you breathe out, it's hot. So somewhere in there is a heating mechanism. So there are an infinite amount of ways somebody can notice the difference between their inhales and exhales, maybe just time or amount of heartbeats. And you can't get it wrong. It's a technique in getting present. And one last thing I'll say about this is when we take an on-purpose longer exhale, this is science, transcendental meditation, did deep, deep, deep scientific research on this, and it's fantastic stuff. If you ever want to look at it, here's the bottom line. When we take an on-purpose longer exhale, right, because breathing is automatic unless we hijack it. So when we hijack our breathing, it's a good thing. The brain says, oh, okay, breathing hijacked, good thing. And it sends a message to the glands in your head. The job of the glands 
is to release hormones. Hormones are messengers for the body. Literally, hormones of bliss and relaxation are released when we take an on-purpose longer exhale. Literally, a chemical change is taking place in your body. So go ahead and open your eyes. Open your eyes. And just, what's a word? How do you feel? Zen. Present. So in hypnosis, we would associate that with your personal goal, with your words for what it is you're striving for, your desires, and we'd make it completely yours. And it would make sense to you on the deepest levels because even before I spoke, when you were doing the exercise, your unconscious mind has already begun to generate creative solutions for your true intention. And that just processes more deeply in your sleep because we set up sleep patterns. Whatever we're doing for that 45 minutes before sleep, the mind starts to rehearse in deeper states in the middle of the night, which is where creativity and premonitions happen because we're predicting what's coming next based on what we learned. And we're remembering the most from what happened before bed. So there are techniques for doing certain things before bed. So what we're rehearsing in our sleep now becomes automatic in our waking state. This is amazing. You guys are both hypnotized now, by the way, you know that? How, oh my gosh. I'm like totally on his own. I'm like, what are we you know, doing? It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> when you asked, when you, when you said, close your eyes and notice your breath. And I'm like, oh, I'm holding my breath, which is a pattern for me. I am a breath holder. So that was interesting to recognize. And then as you started speaking through things, I was like, oh yeah, you know, I started recognizing those within. Um, so I, I'm curious. So you had mentioned that some people you see once, some people you see twice. What, what is a normal schedule for hypnosis? Can someone... I'm going to answer that question. But first, I heard you say, I am a breath holder. We're going to work with that instead of trying to change you because you're perfect. And we're going to just take perfect and level up. Okay. I am someone who has recognized my breath. I am someone who has recognized my breath. Okay. Well, how else would you know that you were a breath holder? (laughs) Yeah. Wow. And every time I recognize whatever is happening with my breath, it takes me present, takes me deeper and brings me present, which reminds me that I have options. Because the opposite of anxiety is what? Options. Mm. So there's no beating ourselves up saying, oh man, I should have been relaxed. I do this for a living. People hear this, they're going to think I suck. No. <laughs> ah, I have an option now. Would I choose to be open or closed? Because energy flows when we're open. That's all. That's all it is. Boom, done. What, what do I choose right now? So glad I recognized it. Awesome. You just get a point for recognizing and then that feeling of achievement. What would the color be of achievement? What's a color of achievement? Oh my gosh. Like coral. Okay. Is that the color of my shirt right now? Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You are so right. Like yellows and oranges and corals. And so I see green. I see green. Okay. So is it, is it the heart chakra is your, is your green achievement in your heart space or is it somewhere else? I feel it in my heart. I always feel blue here, turquoise blue in my throat. And I usually feel That's the color of the, the throat chakra. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, cause okay. I, cause I had to study it to learn what was going on in my body. But, um, there's something about green that says go, you know, that bright green. Is it a dark green or a light green? It's a, it's a lighter green. It's a lighter green. I like, okay. Okay. Good. Okay. That's what I feel. So 
now we've got the light green and or the corals and the yellows and and we see the place where it starts where does coral or yellow start in your body in the gut and did you and you know that the color of the third chakra the gut is yellow yeah and the one below it is well you've got orange right. and then red below that right orange so so it, yeah. whether you did it or on purpose or not cool so find the place where you're feeling achievement just start in your body even if it's just a little and as you breathe right because the heart is nestled between nurturing lungs and so every time you breathe they get your heart gets a massage and it's never ending right it's just the more the more and so it wells up that energy and sends it in, in certain directions and that color starts to spread and mix with some other colors or maybe just glow more or differently and when we simply just catch ourselves wherever the breathing is even if we catch ourselves and say wow my breathing is wonderful and open but when we just notice it just like that out of the blue the achievement in just catching oneself in a moment becoming present sends that freedom free floating through the body it's the pleasure in the achievement and then anything that follows is just icing so forevermore when you catch your breathing it's an achievement and can't you do that on stage because what is an audience doing when they're being very quiet and you're getting zero thinking you're getting zero feedback what's really going on a lot of times they're actually being really affected and relaxed and dealing with their own self-reflection. While we may not be getting feedback, they're feeling something, and we don't trust that often enough. Aha, yes. When the audience is really quiet, they're listening. And we, as performers, when we're on stage, if we allow self-love to take a moment to just breathe, for you as the performer to take in the person in the audience or the vibration or the energy of it to just take it in because what feels like 10 minutes you know is like 30 seconds right yeah and when somebody's in a voiceover audition uh Connie Zimmet who was the greatest voiceover ever to live i know that for sure she happened to have passed away on this date 11 years ago she was a jingle singer back in the 50s 60s and they uh they asked her one day hey um can you just read the voiceover line at the end for timing and then they're like wow you're a great voiceover person too so she was a jingle singer and then became a famous voiceover person as well she was the first person to sing i'd like to teach the world to sing perfect harmony you know that one i like mm. to buy the world a coat yeah. and keep it company so connie was the first one to sing that much better than I I've never been a singer ever I'm not even right now I'm not <laughs> I'm not a singing I'm not a breathing singing person I'm a tight breathing singing person how do I do <laughs> So you so, did great <laughs> Connie Connie was my voice coach for a while and she taught me that when you're in an audition which can be big and scary because there there's the powerful casting director who has power over your entire life and future and there are like actual famous people also in the waiting room competing with you for this job which could potentially be $400,000. It matters, right? So, when I was auditioning for the voice of Siri, nobody knew what Siri was. I was pregnant. <laughs> and I was like blew that audition so <laughs> and who knew what Siri was going to be? But there were famous people in the waiting room that day. 
scary. So Connie said, when they give you direction or if you're nervous, whatever the moment is, you're in the audition, you're allowed to pause and breathe. That's your time. This is your job. And when we allow ourselves the permission, subconsciously, we continue to trigger a habit of self-love. So when we make our list for the day, hopefully you do it before bed, you dump it out of your brain, you don't have to think about it, and you incorporate time for self-care and self-love, maybe it means go get an ice cream. Maybe it means meditate or work out or read a book or watch The Simpsons on Disney Plus from 1984 on. Whatever the thing is, incorporate it because you're starting to create a habit of self-love. So when you're in the audition room, and you, you're nervous, you're uncomfortable in any way, take a pause. If you have a question, you're allowed to ask a question if you didn't understand what they said. And you know, as live performers, when we're on stage and freak out happens, it's okay to pause. I saw Lily Tomlin in a one-woman show many years ago. It was on Broadway. She was amazing. She played like 5,000 characters. It was unbelievable. I was sweating watching it. And in the middle of it, she said, hold on, you guys. I completely lost my place. Give me a sec. And she goes off stage, but you could still see her because she was right there. And she's like drinking like three bottles of water at one time. And I love that. I love that. She took like a full minute for herself, came out and said, I... All right, let's just, where, somebody give me, where was I? And people are doing characters from the audience. And she says, okay, all right, all right. And so she picks back up in the middle of this new moment. She's mid-sentence. The audience is on their feet, standing on their chairs, cheering. On this moment, I, get, I literally have goosebumps saying it now. Wow. So, so people, people ask me all the time, oh, my God, you've been doing live radio for 30 years. What happens if you mess up? I'm like, oh, my God, I got stories. <laughs> but I'll explain it like this. You're out to dinner with friends. Remember when we used to do that? Although in Florida, I think they never stopped. But anyway, <laughs> so you're out to dinner with friends and you're telling a story and then you forget the person's name or you get the information wrong or you stutter over something, right? You would never stop and say to your friends, oh, man, I just messed up. You wouldn't do that. You would just pick up where you were. Let them help you. Let them help you. People love nothing more. So what did did your hypnotherapist give you specifically? You're performing live. What was your thing? Um, my hypnotherapist took me through, um, a set of some confessions and some things that I had to unload in my personal life in order to cleanse my throat chakra in order to feel free to sing. Perfect. Because if it were a test, you already knew the answers. She just needed to give you access to your answers, access to your logical mind. Right. No, it's so true. And I know you had said we had a lovely phone chat before before um, our interview today. And you had said you had a couple of examples or anecdotes about how hypnosis uh, specifically helps some performers that you worked with. Would you mind sharing one of those with us today? There's a word called parataxic distortion. 
It just means think of things as big, humongous, and ridiculous. You can also use this as a memory technique. So let's say you, uh, three days in a row, you forgot to bring, pick up your dry cleaning. Give me something real that's on the walk that you do every day. I know the world is different right now, but what's something you see when you go outside every day? Outside of my house, I see my stream and snow. (laughs) So now you want to remember to pick up your dry cleaning. So you walk outside, you've completely forgotten about your dry cleaning, even though it was on the sticky note that was on your door, you close the door, you forgot again. (laughs) Now you see the stream and you think, oh, clean earth. The earth is being washed. Now the sounds of the stream come into your mind like a thunderous waterfall. And on that waterfall, you see organic dry cleaning. And you see the clothes (laughs) being cleaned and you think to yourself, well, how can the clothes be cleaned? Because dry cleaning is dry, not wet. How do they clean the clothes organically? You hear the stream, you see a waterfall and it's this thunderous waterfall and there's a sign on it blowing around from the wind of the waterfall and it says organic dry cleaning. And then you think of Seinfeld. You think of Seinfeld and immediately (laughs) you see... Um, Julia Louis Dreyfus dancing like, like, but she's not just dancing. She's wearing big red sparkly clown shoes while she's dancing. And they make the sound of water splashing, which brings you back to how is dry cleaning dry? And is it really organic? So when you see the stream, you're going to run right over to the dry cleaner. So you just make it so big and outrageous right? That's parataxic distortion. So now when we go into an audition, we perhaps can see that casting director, let's start with something easy and obvious. That casting director really wanted to be an actor and you know it. So now that now you realize that casting director is jealous of you and that casting director had moments where they were scared to perform. So they not, it didn't quite work out the way they wanted because nobody picked them. Um, so now they get to pick you. And so this person really is looking up to you and you have such compassion. You have such compassion for this human being because you know what it's like to have those dreams. Don't you? I mean, really have those dreams, feel it inside and out. Like you would walk across the earth on your knees on grits to get to where you want to be. And that person had that and they are here. And you realize when you walk into a, a, an audition now, instantly compassion is triggered in you for this person. And you've also learned that the person asking the questions is the one in control. And so perhaps you just ask a question of that casting director, very small and very in tune, bringing both of you present. And the compassion wells up so much inside of you that if you wanted to reach down and grab that wall to pick it up, you couldn't even, because that wall is just, you are so open, it doesn't even occur to you. The only thing that occurs to you is compassion. And when you are there, your hands are hanging down like Tim McGraw performing, chest high, hands hanging down. All that weight just drains off of the jaw because it can't be held anymore. You're like no bones girl, right? And so that's an easy version of parataxic distortion because it's very linear linear and almost a real true story. But we could, if it's a really, really scary casting director, give them um, not just any baby diaper, but the old kind that has a pin. And then you've got like a little hypno pump in your pocket. And so you, 
Now you start blowing up their balloon diaper <laughs> and you take their pin and you pop it and you watch them go around the room. And, you know, and so, so you can play with it any way you want, but anybody who's a performer is creative enough that I don't need to suggest anything. I'm sure you guys can come up with better stuff, right? But parataxic distortion, you make it so big that it's no longer scary and it helps you with memory. So both of those things. This has been absolutely amazing. I've already learned so much and I just want to stay on for like two more hours, but I know you have someone waiting to come in for a session and even talking about anxiety and, uh, and options was just a wow moment for me. So a lot of wow moments in this episode. Thank you so much. Um, I just, we don't have time for our signature questions, but out of our signature questions, I'm just going to draw one. And that is if, uh, if you give some advice to a young performer, what would it be? You don't ever need to know the answers or even plan for them in any given moment. Just pause and check in. Am I going toward more open or more closed off? Because at the end of the day, it's only ever about how your energy is flowing. You don't need to memorize techniques or scripts or anything. Be the thing that feels good. Be the thing that feels good right now. And that's what comes through. And that's why Lily Tomlin could have stopped her show 10 more times and it would have still been okay because she was open. Thank you yeah. for this episode. Thank it's you been so amazing. much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you so okay. much for joining us. This has been a, incredible. Thanks. I don't know how to hang up. Thank you all for listening. If you enjoy this podcast, please tell your colleagues, students, and friends to subscribe, rate, and write us a review. You can find us on Instagram or Facebook. And feel free to check out my website at www.thevisceralvoice.com for information on programs and upcoming events. I hope you join us next time for another wonderful conversation on The, the Visceral, Visceral Voice. Voice.